Hi, I'm Sue Wilcock, author of Help, I'm Starting Work, a practical guide to success in your first professional services job. This is my first ever podcast. And in this podcast, I'm going to talk about the second chapter of the book, which will be highly relevant to those of you just moving into professional services. And those of you pondering, well, okay, what makes professional services professional? So this chapter is really all about things I've learned over 30 years, almost 30 years, 30 years this year, I think, in professional services. I started out life as a charter surveyor and then went on to do a master's, etc., became a partner, became a director. Um, And I really wrote the book to help people who are starting work for the first time in the professional services sector, whether they're a lawyer, solicitor, surveyor, architect, engineer, etc. And basically what I've tried to do in this book is distill 30 years of learning and list out, write out the things I really wish someone had told me sooner rather than later, maybe on a management programme or when I was being coached or mentored. So this chapter is about what makes you professional. So it's a perfect one to start our first podcast. As you may have guessed, I love working in professional services. It's why I write books about the sector. There's just something that makes me feel at home, having begun my early career as a trainee surveyor an awfully long time ago now. It was so long ago, in fact, there was a certain professional etiquette and hierarchy still in place for us trainees. Some of them just don't make sense anymore or they sound downright odd. So an example of this is where I work for a local authority and I was told that trainees weren't supposed to speak directly to partners of other firms we work with. So if I had a question, our managers had to call them. So you had like this route that you'd have to go through, which was a bit tortuous and sounds a bit odd these days. Um, We always made tea for meetings like it was our actual job to make the tea. We did a lot of note taking, typing up in those days, faxing. Yeah, they're still around them. Um, checking calculations and some reading over. So this was back in back in the 80s. Um, but alongside my day job, which focused on learning all aspects, in my case of quantity surveying, um, I was also helped and very much provided with guidance on how to behave appropriately. So not this was not about how to pass my exams, um, but it was really also about how to abide by in my case, the code of conduct set by my institution, which was the Royal Institution of Charter Surveyors. And, well, I was guided really in how to be professional. So today, in a management context, I often come across organisations with a set of business values and behaviours. They're neatly written down. They might be over many pages. They might talk about frameworks, have diagrams and talk about desired behaviours. They often include professionalism, intertwined with integrity, respect, etc. I often find that these can be really complicated beasts of documents. And to be honest, these didn't really exist when the um, professions first came about. And certainly during my training journey, I was simply guided and told how I was expected to behave by my managers and my peers. And perhaps more critically, I was shown how to behave by real life examples of what we might now label as um, role model behaviours. We call it that now. But for me, 
when I was training, it was just behavior that was shown to me, not just by managers and leaders, but by my peers and my colleagues and professionals who set a benchmark for me to follow. I do talk about behaviours quite a lot in the book, um, but in this early chapter, I talk about what does make, what I believe makes us professional in professional services at a very, very top line level. And just hopefully will give you food for thought, especially if you've just joined an organisation um, and are very new to the workplace. So whichever professional membership body you aspire to belong to, whether that's the Royal Institution of Charter Surveyors, the Law Society, etc., um, I would suggest that the model behaviours that your professional institution is looking for, they will be embodied in your rules of conduct in part. And I would recommend getting a copy of these if you've not already got one and spend some time really thinking about what these mean for you in your career and your chosen firm. Now, I come from a family where no one had been in professional services before me. And so lots of office etiquette was new to me as I entered the world of work at 18. As my career has developed, I've come to evaluate what being professional means on a daily basis in the real world, not just written down on a piece of paper. Um, indeed, I've got memory, many memorable moments that really influenced me where I really saw this through the action of others. So examples in my career, a surveyor left a practice because he didn't like the things that were done in that practice. Um, he just, I remember him taking me to one side and saying, I, I can't work here anymore because there's some unprofessional stuff and, and I don't want to be any part of it. So a real role model, um, a role model piece of behavior, which I saw very early on in my career, I remember also an engineer standing up for what he believed in, in the face of 15 other people at least, um, disagreeing in a project meeting. Um, he just didn't agree with the 15 people around the table and he wasn't afraid to say that. Um, I've seen a project manager call a dramatic halt to a meeting so that we could find more information to get the right answer for the client, even though to be honest, an OK answer would already tabled. We were all ready to, to leave the meeting. Um, and she stopped the meeting and said, you know, no, we need to write, you know, find the right answer. Um, not just be in a hurry to move on. Let's just stop, go back to the drawing board, so to speak, and then come back. So I discovered just how important the values of professional services are to me when I got extremely agitated, you know, when things annoy you and they kind of tell you something about yourself. Um, I got extremely agitated over some assessment centre candidates I was working with and they were having an argument over doing the right thing versus making money in one of those role play pieces where you have a moral dilemma. Um, don't you just love those? Um, I got really annoyed with them. Um, because it's always about doing the right thing although sometimes you have to take into account commerciality around that but in terms of being professional it's about doing the right thing um, at an event with some school leavers I had some fantastic debates with them when they sabotaged we we're working in two teams they sabotaged one of the teams sabotaged another team's efforts they did it in a friendly way but it what ensued was a really, really good conversation. Um, they basically stole some material from another table. Um, and I asked them, you know, was that professional? 
if you were to translate that behavior to working in an office with a client, does a client want you to win at all costs? And is that acceptable behavior? So we had a really good debate about that. But the fact that it was really annoying and I was really passionate about it told me that it was really important to me. So here goes. I've got some bullet points now. Um, these are my thoughts on six areas that encompass many of the things that the world the word professional means to me. And as you enter the workplace, you should know that it's these things alongside your technical capability that will make all the difference to your career success. The first is doing what we say we will do. So this sounds really easy, but the further you get into your career, the bigger that to-do list becomes. It often becomes quite hard. So it includes being on time and meeting deadlines. It means saying no in the first place sometimes and not over-promising. So if someone asks you to do something, you say you're going to do it by Wednesday, do it by Wednesday. Um, and if you can't do it by Wednesday, you go back to them or you over you underpromise and then you overdeliver. The second one, acting in the interests of our clients. So some of those examples I gave earlier, we should always be acting in the interests of our clients, even when we're faced with adversity or disagreement from peers and colleagues. You will no doubt see lots of examples of this as you enter the workplace. The third one is about having integrity, often overused. You'll see it across. Um, I think I've seen it in every organisation I've ever worked with as a value. But for me, it's about being prepared to take a stand to do what's right. Fourthly, it's OK to say, I don't know, but I will find out. I remember taking my exams, my final exams a long time ago, and I was told, do not try and wing it in those exams because they'll find you out. And if they think that you're going to do that in front of a client, then you will not pass. So um, that carries forward directly into the workplace. It's better to be professional than to give the wrong advice because you couldn't remember something you did at university. The fifth bullet point is respecting others. It's a really easy one. Just respect others as you treat others as you wish to be treated, basically. Often that means if you want someone else to do something, you're giving them enough notice as well. You're feeding back. If you can't do something on time, as I mentioned in the first bullet point, then respect the other person enough to at least get up and tell them, give them a call and tell them. The next one is dressing appropriately. Now, I often ponder dress in the context of professionalism, especially as many writers will these days say that the business suit is numbered. I know it's already gone in many sectors. I personally find the idea that a posh pen makes me more credible. I've always found that quite hard one to swallow, although I do actually own a posh pen. Um, however, I was once told by a personal impact expert that she saw dress and appearance as an expression and respect for the other person. And there are plenty of studies out there that tell us it does make a difference as to how people treat you, even if nothing else gives you more confidence. Clearly, it can help engender trust in you as an expert as well. This is worth considering in the context of looking the part um, as appropriate to your role, your environment and your clients. So as you enter the workplace, think about professionalism. Think about the intent around your behaviours. How do you play out your behaviours, 
your values and demonstrate them to others. I strongly believe it does not matter whether you're a junior or a senior member of the firm. We are all on a level playing field when it comes to the ability to be professional. So in all my books, at the end of every chapter, I have coffee break highlights. And these are sections basically to help people quickly go back to the book, quickly have a quick short look at it, maybe at lunchtime. And think, what, what did he say there? Um, so the coffee break highlights for this particular chapter are one, you do not have to be experienced to be professional. Two, professionalism can mean many things. Respect, integrity, doing the right thing. Watch out for role models and see if you can spot some good behaviours that you might want to mimic. And thirdly, your professional body is highly likely to have a code of conduct, which you are duty bound to adhere to. It may cover specifics like dealing with client funds or the receipt of gifts at work beyond the Bribery Act. And do make sure that you know the relevant codes and adhere to them. So that's my first podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. The book is called, the full title, Help, I'm Starting Work, A Practical Guide to Success in Your First Professional Services Job. This seemed, although this is chapter two, not chapter one, it seemed like a really good place to start. Um, And I hope your new jobs are going really well. I hope you enjoyed the podcast and I will be doing more soon. um, And I hope you enjoyed it.